is looking right at the camera. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to a live and in person. This is our first time recording in person ever. Yes. I mean, we're in person. I mean, not as much as I'd like to be, but enough. But we are in the same space. Will this be weird, us kind of looking and having a conversation like that? Only if we do the eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, which we are. Okay. <laughs> Uh, welcome everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. I'm Amanda Jason. This is Lisa Ramnaran. Oh yeah. And I realized something today that when I was talking about Slumber Party that I will still write I I talked about, but you were also there. But I'm so used to talking about just myself. No, do but you do a lot of talking. No, no, no. You know, anxious. I always look at your mouth. I know. You know, this is I'm my like, history. I know. It's true. I'll be eating and she's like, <laughs> Um, and so for those who are listening to that, it's her mimicking me eating while I'm eating. Yeah. So that's normal. I'm a feeder. So I like to watch people eat, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like a sleeper. So you like to train people how to sleep. I do like to, I was like, I don't like watching people no. sleep. That's, that's very invasive. Yeah. It's why I can't sleep on airplanes. It's like, don't look at me. Yeah. 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 Um, Today we asked the Instagram what we should talk about, mm -hmm. and um, I'm liking this vibe of kind of asking people because we're getting really good questions that I always think that we talk about that we don't. Yep. Um, today's question was on a highly, the, the question was highly spirited 14 month old, can we still train? Um, is it too late? And we get that question all of the time is it too late what when is too um when is too late and so we're gonna uh answer that and I also kind of want to um pair this topic with the concept or the idea of highly spirited highly sensitive kids because or these are not my words because I, I just don't like it for some reason but um uh high needs children mm -hmm. I don't like that because I think all children are high needs all children have high needs yeah. not just your child now how they express that is probably more related to their temperament anyway we're going to talk about all of that today are you excited I'm in so just you know before we jump in we were actually talking about this a little bit briefly. We try not to talk too much about our topics before. Yeah. But do you think that there, just in your non-sleep training knowledge, is there too late of a time? Like, what would you think the answer to that would be? I would, yeah, if I didn't know as much as I do know now, I think that I would think that there would be some sort of like mm -hmm. uh, develop, developmental sort of barrier mm -hmm. right yeah um but I know more than you think <laughs> I, I mean, you this know is the lot. awkwardness that you get when, <laughs> when it's in I, yeah um well it's weird because we're not we don't have the budget to have like two desks and two computers and we're or like a camera where like two people are looking at each other or yeah. they have like their own podcast mic. right that'll come That'll come. Like, if you go like, subscribe, and review, and we have high ratings, then I can tell a podcast produ production company that. And yeah. then we can do that. So that's what the people want. Make it happen, people. Make it happen. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but just, you know, knowing that, like, you know, my history with my husband and you've offered help to teach him how to sleep. I was just going to say, you need to elaborate on that. You know, my history with my husband. It's like, <laughs> ah! Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Sorry. Um, well, this is something that you'll only get in person too, yes. because I move a lot and I'm going to have to be calmer. Yeah. So your husband. My husband's sleep history is dicey. He's just the worst sleeper. Um, and he is, this has been an issue forever. And mm-hmm. so you've offered so graciously sometimes to Multiple get times. get him on the phone and get mm-hmm. his stuff figured out. And mm-hmm. I think now is actually the time we're going to do it because he's, he's really struggling. So I well, do know that even people in their mid forties can learn how to sleep. <laughs> I was just going to say thank you for clarifying his age because her husband perpetually looks 25. So no one knows how old he is. Like every year we're like, happy birthday. You vampire. You 40 year old? Yeah. What is it? So we don't know. Um, Yeah. And uh, this is when we go back to the idea. uh, I, I was actually listening to our Is Sleep Training Safe episode on the way here just to make sure. I always listen to make sure it sounded okay. I don't because I'm too cringy. I know it is cringy, but then there's also part of me that's like, what if we said something inappropriate or like, I need to check. Yeah. It's an anxiety. Totally. Thing. I don't like it. It's agonizing. Just like yeah. when I'm on TV and I have to watch back to make sure it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there like just listening to it like this. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I never have to do Yeah, that no, but again. you're so good. You're awesome with this. Well, thank you. Anyway, so uh, I was listening to that and we were on that episode, we were talking about the debate of whether or not sleep is a skill and Mm -hmm. people talking about, oh, it's a skill. No, it's not. And it's funny when you talk about adults who aren't sleeping, we do talk about the behaviors and skills associated with sleep. Mm -hmm. So sleep very much. I believe I have a a belief that sleep is effortless. It's a biological need and we do it effortlessly. We get into trouble when we put in a whole bunch of things before sleep. And then as adults, we rely on these set of things to sleep. And then those stop being effective. And then that's when you get into tricky business. I think that's the same with our babies and our children that we, you know, do something to help them sleep. The baby becomes reliant on that and they are no longer able to access their ability to sleep effortlessly. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, you know, let's go Google that later. But, um, so then when people say, is it too late? Is it too late for me to sleep train? I mean, I say absolutely not. It's Mm -hmm. never too late. It's what you do and how you do it to implement those skills that would be different. So, and with a 14 month old, you are getting into toddler stuff. And I just confirmed with my friend, uh, Dr. Tanya Kotler, we are going to do an episode in July on toddler sleep because I think it's it's sort of like you hear about baby sleep because infants are so tough mm-hmm. and then there's nothing. And then people are like, oh, what about my two-year-old? We're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah. Um, but then I think about, so 14-month-olds in general are, are tougher. They 
you, you go from like having this little itty bitty baby to having a person that's like, no, no. And then melting down. And the idea of being like, well, I'm going to put you in the crib and say, sleep on your own is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And I, I've talked about this on this podcast for years that I was legitimately afraid of my toddler. I would have anxiety going to pick her up from daycare because I was so anxious about her big feelings. Yeah. So there's a lot of good accounts, you know, like big little feelings, Janet Lansbury that really have normalized those toddler feelings. So here's what my answer to that is. It is not too late to sleep train your child. I cannot guarantee the level of protest and pushback that you will have. Right. And that I think is something that parents need to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm doing a discovery call with a toddler client and they say, okay, what's going to be the difference? I say, well, we're going to talk to the child during the process. They have language acquisition at generally at some point they're understanding a lot more, maybe not every word, but a lot more intention. We give a little, a lot of pep talks, a lot of prep time. Here's what we're going to do. This is what, how we're going to do it. I'm going to come and check, or I'm going to sit beside your crib and then I'm going to leave. Like just really utilizing that language acquisition and seeing it as a benefit in the process could be really helpful. Here's what I can't change. I cannot change the fact that your child is probably going to lose their mind, like in such a big way. And so I always say toddlers are the loudest. They're going to be, "Ah!" but then it's super quick. Yes, I want to say it's so quick and it doesn't mean like generally these are things that you've seen before and probably the person who asks us this question is asking us this question because they're like, I know how my toddler is when I give them a blue cup instead of the red cup. (laughs) I can only imagine what it's going to be like. Yeah, well, it's probably going to be similar. And sometimes we can lessen the impact or lessen the amount of protest. Well, number one, we're psychologically ready. There's some psychological safety in the process. So we know this is going to be tough. So then you come in with calmer. I'm looking at your son's recording in Lisa's son's room. And there's something that says good vibes, which is very perfect because we want to go in with those good vibes. We want to go in, buddy, I, your feelings are safe with me you are having such a big, giant, huge tantrum and that's safe with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hold this boundary anyway. I'm not going to assist you to sleep. And it's generally going to go by pretty quickly. Um, Would you say, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I was just thinking that it's so true because they do come with all of these learned behaviors, you know, like if you're only, if you're uh, sleep training for the first time at that age. Um, But then that ability to sort of describe it to them and Mm -hmm. go through it, you know? And I always say that if you just smile physically Mm -hmm. and you speak to them, Mm -hmm. it actually changes your voice Mm -hmm. in the way that you come off to them. So I always do that. Like I like sometimes I do like this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, just having that different disposition and just having that like smile voice Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, like with the frustration and like I think for sure the key to sleep training a toddler is in the parent (laughs) and the way that you approach that because like like yesterday I had a whole freak out because 
I am so tired of picking up my kids from school and looking forward to it and then getting completely shat on, excuse my language, like every single day. I feel like for the last two weeks, like this one didn't like their lunch. This one didn't like what I brought for them as a snack. And it's like, I'm here with a snack. (laughs) Just... Uh, And of course, you can't really verbalize that to your kid, which I kind of tried to yesterday until my husband walked in and was like, right, cut that out. Also, I love Um, when you're like, hey, I brought you this snack. And they're like, yeah, but it sucked. Like, they're not computing it. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, exactly. I I feel like yesterday was like the combination of like everything just coming together. And I was telling Clayton, I'm like, I cannot stand another pickup. Like I get yeah. the worst of them and you do. And the, and, and at bedtime, the same thing. So mm-hmm. yes, I, like it's a lot. I, I concur. Well, and you know, you're talking about the parent, generally when parents have avoided sleep training, um, I would say until 14 months or older, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And it means that generally they might be struggling with the crying part that might be worth, having a chat with someone about like, I want to prep myself. Actually, that's something that our company has started doing kind of organically. Mm -hmm. So we have three social workers on our team um, who have been providing pre-counseling sessions and helping folks create distress plans for when their child is crying, um, you know, how to regulate yourself. And you were talking about going in with the smile to kind of change the energy. If that's working for you, I love that. I also like the idea of, of creating a mantra. I always, my therapist told me, you can tell yourself I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. Mm. And I really like that because it does, it changed a lot for me. Um, the, the other thing, you know, sometimes it can be hard to, it can be hard to like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like when you're kind of going into this situation and your child is looking at you and they're like, ah, ah, and there's a level of dishonesty in, in the person's body with being like, it's okay. And the child is like, ah, well, no, it's not okay. Yes. And so no for some, honesty for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If, if you are like a lot of my clients have liked, the the strategy of leveling with the child so it's like this sucks for both of us but I promise you I'm here for you during this time yeah and it's gonna be over soon you're gonna get it I'm gonna be here with you the whole way through yeah I think like my point is that just instead of being like I know this sucks you know (laughs) as opposed to being like I know this totally Totally. sucks you know like Like just having having, genuine energy yes versus it's okay yeah it's okay everything is fine <laughs> like a little puppet because then the kid's like that you're being weird yes being so you're weird? not yourself yes yeah, yeah exactly yeah you know that's funny I we um recently hired a nanny um thank god yeah I know I was like in denial for oh, yeah. the last two years yeah. about needing a nanny and then I'm back now um and my daughter was talking to me we hired someone so lovely and she I was like oh how to go she came over yesterday um I'm like what did you think and she's like I just love people who are themselves who I I know she's like nine she's like I just feel like I can tell when they're being themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't talk to me like I'm a little baby yeah and she's like so you know when people are like hi 
Right. And I was like, kids are <laughs> the ultimate yep. bullshit detectors yep. and they're the best. And this is like, I taught middle school for most of my career. And mm-hmm. I think I did well because I knew that they were always evaluating me and mm-hmm. I was always honest with them. Yeah. And if you're like, I'm the one in charge, I'm doing this, you will fail in middle yeah. school as a teacher because they'll eat you alive. They're like, no, I'm in charge. We are a mob. We'll destroy your self-esteem, yeah. your yeah. self-confidence. Oh, I'm afraid of middle schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> We're a mob of preteen girls. It's oh. like everybody can relate. How scared that can And the be. worst time of my life was in middle school. <laughs> I just know. And that doesn't change. Yeah. That's an innate survival survival skill yeah um so yeah all of that to go back to you know yes you can it is never too late the amount of protests that you might get in that specific time and space might be um more generally out of frustration a lack of language skills now here's what's really cool with my four, five, six, seven-year-olds that we work with, we tend to actually see a lot less protests because they have that language Mm -hmm. and you can totally negotiate with them. So sometimes I just did this last weekend with a client. I wrote it a script. Um, We had a six-year-old who is frequently leaving their bedroom and, um, you know, it's like, well, what happens next? And I was like, here's what you're going to level with them. This is what we're going to do. If you leave, I'm going to have to shut your door. I really don't think we're going to have to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that you get it. And, um, it worked, right? We can totally negotiate and use those skills that our children have. Generally the protest that's happening is due to a lack of communication skills. So we tend to see less as the child gets older. Um, if that makes people feel better. But on the other side of this, um, if you go like, uh, there's been a number of times where I'm on a discovery call with a client and they're like, I did a test on the internet. If your baby is high needs or not. And my baby came up as high needs and, or my baby is highly spirited. My baby or my child is different from all of the other children. And I would say like for us, for most people that are hiring a sleep consultant, we are dealing with those kids. We are not dealing with the chilled out little like amoeba. Oops, sorry. Um, we, we don't do deal with the chilled out little amoeba. We deal with like those highly spirited, highly attuned, highly connected and aware children. We're not dealing, like, I would all argue, you know, my first is pretty highly spirited, but she was really temp- non-temperamental for sleep. Mm-hmm. And there are kids who, you know, high needs doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do the work. It means that they need a lot of clarity and direction. Yep. And that's really like I dealt with or dealt with, I worked with this wonderful, lovely family, um, right in like, I think 2020 and, uh, the little guy was three years old and, um, the family had talked to me about, uh, you know, I have a, the, the parents both identified as having ADHD. Um, the extended family had ADHD. They had suspected their child had ADHD and they were like, will this work? Will this work? And I was like, absolutely. And as a teacher, my ADHD kids really always benefited from broken down, clear, concise direction. Mm -hmm. And that is what we do in our work. And sometimes it's just like, 
if a parent tells me, oh, I've been trying so hard, I'm rocking, patting, shushing, even all my help is no longer working to sleep. I know that that kid, they're not going to be harder. They're going to be my easiest Mm -hmm. because they just want it to be clear. They don't want rocking, patting, shushing. They just like, I want one thing. I want the, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, I hear a lot of that, you know, high needs, highly spirited, um, every, like, you know, although there is protest in every single method, gentle, not if you, like I always say, if you go onto these like gentle sleep trainers websites, they're always like gentle, gentle, gentle. Then there's a disclaimer that we, we can't guarantee no tears. Obviously yeah. no one can. Um, you can't guarantee no tears even when you bring them all the things they want for snack. <laughs> I have a client who was talking to me recently about like, it, you know, does sleep training totally stop crying? And I'm like, we are asking, what you're asking me is, can I reprogram your child not to feel feelings and express them? And I won't do that. And that's not what we do. There are parents who are have their babies and they're like, nah, 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 and the baby is crying on them. I can't stop that. That's who that baby is. Yes. So if you have a high, high needs, highly spirited, maybe you have a baby who's, you know, a little more temperamental, you can totally, totally, totally do this work with them. It's not going to be this huge trauma. It's not going to be a big issue. It's going to be, you know, you know what it's going to be. Your kid is going to show up as themselves, but they're also going to be thankful for the clarity that you're providing around the sleep situation. Yeah. And then you also have to think about what the outside benefits are, right? So if you're enjoying assisting your kid to sleep, fine, that's one thing. But if you're not, and you are a cranky parent, and you are, you know, kind of snapping at your kids, you're sleep deprived. I don't have the capacity to deal with any bullshit at all when I'm sleep deprived. If my kids are like, didn't like the yogurt? I'm like, of course you didn't like the yogurt. Like I'm not, I'm not showing up. So where, how could sleep in this case be benefiting the whole unit where you do have this kid who's maybe a little more sensitive, has really big emotions? How can we increase your capacity so their, their feelings are safe with you? Right. Yeah. Like how can, how is that not a benefit or an advantage to you or your child? Um, so I am, I, Again, I, I think that there would be no reason. Um, uh, I follow Dr. Anya McLaren. Uh, her Instagram account is called The Sleep Gap, and she is a pediatric sleep respirologist. Um, she helps people with sleep apnea. Um, she's a big fan of, of uh, at-home interventions that parents can do. And she talked a lot about, you know, there's no reason that we can't help our highly sensitive or ADHD or even children on the autism spectrum um, with clear direction um, that's kind and loving and gentle around sleep. So again, another 22 minute answer. So good. On that, that question. Yeah. Yeah. But the beauty is you can talk about this forever. And like, I, I, we, I, I don't know if people remember this, but we always talk about how when you were first pregnant, many people yeah. were like, what are you going to do about <laughs> sleep? Like you had no sleep, like training ambitions whatsoever. And so many people approached you. I was like, I think you could benefit from a night nurse. <laughs> like I you know. should really look into that. I know. So everybody knows Amanda needs her sleep when you travel with her. <laughs> so everybody, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and you could talk about this forever, I'm sure. It's funny, like, 
people would give me like travel suggestions or something or it's mostly around like yeah and then we like stayed in this hotel and like my kids shared and I'm like no one shares no one shares no one shares and it's like because that's what I want I'm totally projecting yeah but my children have totally become like princesses of their sleep environment now look they go to camp they sleep in many conditions they do well yeah but we we do have our preferences like I I know that my kids would like to sleep in a dark room yeah and just like live their best life they they all like to really sleep yeah. a lot or yeah. sleep read, read a lot before bed yeah. so that's become a thing um but we tried we um went to Dominican in January for my husband's uh, like work thing. And uh, I thought we would go to Toronto the night before, get a hotel. I just got like a cheap and cheerful airport hotel. What a disaster that was. (laughs) I had the girls sharing and then it ended up me sleeping with my eight-year-old who like sleep like this yeah. and like halfway through the night I had to pick her up and move her back and then I got the six-year-old who sleeps like this in a bed instead mm-hmm. of this so never again I would rather I will give you all of my money for comfortable individualized yeah. sleeping situations no even my daughter had a sleepover I have these travel portable sleep beds that everyone it's like a hundred bucks I'm telling you it's memory foam I everyone had their own bed. <laughs> then I, when we were going to New York in um, November, I was staying at a place before we were staying at our friend's house in Toronto the night before. And she's like, I want you to come. I just literally don't have a, a bed for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't worry. I'll bring my own little portable bed. And I did. And I found a spot and I slept like a dream. <laughs> So yeah, point (laughs) prove it. (laughs) This does not necessarily align with anything on this topic, but I'm so serious about sleep. I need sleep. I need good sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. And I I think it's so important to be honest, right? Like about like the way that you, yeah, the way that you um, are so special. Well, (laughs) and what's funny about all of this too is that, uh, I'm going to a conference this weekend in Arizona oh, that's right. and there are all of these people. So there's like an app for the conference and you can like, you know, kind of connect with people before you go. Yeah. And there are all of these people being like, anyone want to share like a hotel room? And I was like, no, I would never, <laughs> I would with you. Yeah. Yeah. I would with like my husband. Right. But that it's just like, I don't like people watching me sleep. Uh, but it's a very select group of people totally. that I would share a room Yeah, with. and you and I have been doing this for since high school. So like we've so. slept in the same bed many a time. Many times. Yeah. Toronto, High Park. But, but we're compatible sleepers. Like yeah. I, I fall asleep and don't move. No. Don't make any noise. No. And you're... And you will you will sleep under my condition. Yeah, and I'll do... Yeah, I'm like, whatevs. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah. Close all the windows. Not even a crack. I mean, I can have a cracked window. I like moving it. No, no, no. I mean the lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. You used to come over. Actually, my friend Fawn as well did this, I think, after she worked with you, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, but she... she would come and cover all the windows with garbage bags and you used to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I know Yeah. You preach. You preach. I practice. Practice, which, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, 
<laughs> and and thank goodness, by the way, because I often, um, when I do media stuff, I find that the hosts will be like, hey, I just have a question about my sleep. Like, they'll throw me for a loop, and I legitimately know it because I'm so obsessed yeah. with my own sleep. Yeah. There's, it's never too late to sleep train your kiddo, high needs, high spirited, all of those things. That was that was the dog. That wasn't any of us. I don't know if the mic picked that up, but we have a snoring dog next to us. Um, those are definitely things, but sleep work can actually be really beneficial for both the parent and the child. We might not be able to get past that protest, but there's probably lots of areas of your life where that that is also the case. Um, and yeah, that's it for today. Find us on Instagram at baby's best sleep. You can find Lisa at BBS underscore L I Z a. Um, we're on TikTok at baby's best sleep, baby's best sleep.com. Um, come find us. We'd love to chat with you. Bye. Bye.